0: Thanks, Joy. Thank you, Joy, for um, bringing some joy this morning to our service. (laughs) Incidentally, I talked to Ken yesterday on the phone, and uh, he's doing much better. They told him after four weeks uh, he would be feeling uh, a lot better. I mean, start getting speeding up his recovery, and he said that's happening. And so, hopefully, that's still good, and uh, hopefully, he'll be able to join us uh, again sometime. And. Also, I want to thank Kelly for the devotion this morning. Uh, Kelly took my communion uh, class, giving devotions for communion, and I found out after the first session was over that she thought she was coming to a class on how to take communion to shut-ins. But she kept uh, kept coming, and she went through the the, the two weeks, and she gave a devotion. Everybody had to give a devotion on the second Sunday of of the class, and she gave a devotion and everybody in the class, just really complimented her on it and encouraged her about it, and it was very good. I said, well, Kelly, you want me have not put you on the list? She said, well, she breathed a big breath and said, well, why not? And uh, she certainly has uh, followed through this morning. Well, I thought it might be helpful if, uh, if I stood here this morning, as you're accustomed to James, standing here and bringing the message that I would, uh, I would stand here and, uh, and deliver the message this morning. Uh, nah, I'm not going to do that. I just can't do that. I've been preaching for over 53 years, and I've always had something in front of me to put my notes and Bible on, so we'll not try that today. Preach on, brother. <laughs> Besides that, it's way outside my comfort zone not to have it. And speaking of comfort zones, I want you to listen to this uh, motivational talk by Steve Harvey. Just a minute long.
1: We all live inside a bubble, right? This is our world. We go to church here. We work over here. We go get our coffee over here. We go to this park over here. We usually go over here to... You know, hang out with friends. This is our favorite club. This is our world. This is our favorite spot on the beach. We all live in this bubble. What you got to do to get the life that God wants you to have, you got to put more air in your bubble. You got to blow your bubble up. Expand yourself. Take yourself out your comfort zone. Do not live in your bubble. Put some more air in your bubble. If you stay in your comfort zone, that's where you will fail. You will fail in your comfort zone. Success is not a comfortable procedure. It is a very uncomfortable thing to attempt. So you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable if you ever want to be successful.
0: Well, Steve Harvey certainly uh, manages often to to damage the King's English, but but he has, a good, he has a great point. It's about comfort zones, and it's about getting comfortable in those comfort zones. And sometimes that can prevent us from really expanding ourselves and, and growing in our Christian life and experience. And the truth is, we all have our comfort zones. We all have those places where, where we feel most comfortable. And now, we may not be aware of all of them or have identified them, but they're there. And over the years, we've learned how to do life and work and family and church and worship and, and all of those and ministry in particular ways. And some of those comfort zones can become obstacles to fulfilling our God-given potential. And in the process, we're often resistant to change. I read recently that the church needs to honestly evaluate its resistance to change if it has any hope of reaching this next generation, often referred to as Generation Z, those born from 2001 to 2019, or they're about 18 years old right now. And according to Thom Mirander, who's a nationally known writer and researcher and church consultant, three issues will be critical in being able to reach this next generation. First, churches that are negative and fight often, will not even be considered by Generation Z. Second, Generation Z will prefer churches that are focused and simple. They will detest activity-driven churches that have all kinds of things on their calendar that don't really make sense to them. And finally, and this is the one I want to focus on this morning, number three, change-resistant churches will also not attract Gen Z. For them, change is normal. So they will not understand why a church is not willing to change when change is needed to serve people and to reach people for Christ. One Gen Zer he interviewed had recently left a church that he said, quote, was determined to stay in the past and never change. When God calls you to do something great for him, it usually involves taking steps of faith. Trusting God for the end result. But it also means being willing to move beyond your comfort zones. And so as we stand on the threshold of 2020, you and I need to be challenged to take those steps of faith outside our comfort zones in order to reach the generations of your children and grandchildren, and for some of you, your great-grandchildren. Now, in order to understand what's involved in moving beyond that comfort zone, we're going to look at it as an example, something that happened to the Apostle Peter recorded in Matthew 14, where Jesus challenges Peter to move outside his comfort zone and what that did for his growing faith. Matthew chapter 14, beginning verse 22. This is uh, immediately after Jesus has fed the 5,000. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took hold of him and saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. I think from this experience of Peter's, we can learn, first of all, to move beyond our comfort zones when we encounter our fears with faith. Verse 26 says, But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. Now these disciples, these fishermen disciples among them, had undoubtedly been caught in such storms before while fishing. In fact, the Sea of Galilee is nearly 700 feet below sea level, as you can see here on this map uh, at its surface. The hills of Galilee on its west side reach nearly 1,400 feet above sea level, and the mountains on the east side reach over 2,500 feet above sea level. So as a result... The Sea of Galilee was subject to these sudden storms from the winds coming up over the hills and the mountains and then down onto the water. Now the disciples not only had the storm, however, to contend with, they also saw what happened in the midst of that storm, a figure of Jesus walking across the lake. And their only logical conclusion was it must be a ghost, this is not possible. So Peter had not only to face the fear of the storm, but now what appeared to be a ghost... So what do you think was Peter's comfort zone in that situation? The boat. And to get out of that boat and walk on the water was probably the last thing he thought about doing until, until Jesus challenged him to do it. Now the rough water may have made him uncomfortable, but he'd been in rough water before. But he had never seen what he thought was a ghost walking on the water. And when Peter accepted Jesus' invitation to step out of the boat, he stepped way out of his comfort zone. Have you ever wondered what those first, that first step must have been like when he put his leg over the boat and set it out on the sea? I mean, his heart must have been racing. I bet his, his uh, adrenaline had kicked into overdrive, and he didn't know what was going to happen. Now, Peter did very well for a few steps. He was actually walking on the water. But then his fear started to get the best of it. The text says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. When faith gives way to fear, you will always start to sink. Fear traps you in a circle of a comfort zone that is predictable and comfortable. And you'd rather stay there than to step out of the boat. Ann Eiler tells this story. She says, on a Halloween night, My three-year-old grandson, Brian, couldn't sleep because he was convinced that ghosts were in his room. Now I assured him that it's all in your head, now go to sleep. And as I left his room and started walking down the stairs, I heard him cry out, The ghosts have left my head and are running around my room. (laughs) Peter needed to encounter, to counter his fears rather, with faith and step outside his comfort zone, but that step had the potential of resulting in a lot of discomfort and perhaps even pain. Any significant accomplishment in life involves some risk The risk of discomfort and possibly even pain. Every spring a farmer plants a crop. When he does, he's taking a risk. Knowing the pain of a failed crop is a possibility, and that was certainly true this year. Running a business involves the discomfort and pain of long hours and tough decisions and the risk of an economic downturn. Raising children requires the pain of making personal sacrifices and the discomfort of having to apply discipline when necessary. Listen to me, God's ultimate purpose for us is not our comfort. His ultimate purpose for us is that we would be transformed into people who are more like Jesus. And sometimes that's uncomfortable. To move out of our comfort zones, we must counter our fears with faith. So I challenge you today, if something in your walk with Jesus causes you to fear, stop running from it. Walk toward it. Overcome it with faith. Don't give in to it. Peter did find walking on the water as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus in faith. Which leads us to something else you need to know to move beyond your comfort zones, and that is you must focus on Jesus. Peter asked uh, Jesus to let him walk on the water. That That took bravery in itself. And Jesus replied, come, very simple, come. So Peter got out of the boat, the text says, and walked on the water and came to Jesus. So to move outside your comfort zones, you must also learn to focus on Jesus. Now when life storms surround us, it's easy to focus on the storm. Perhaps you're dealing with a storm right now. Maybe it's a storm at work or at home or maybe even in church. Or it's an internal war with sin. When you face that kind of storm, the great temptation is to look intently at the storm, taking your eyes off Jesus. But Hebrews twelve two tells us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I remember when I used to play on the merry-go-round as a kid. The closer I stayed to the center of the merry-go-round, the more stability I had. And even if I did get adventurous and step out toward the edge of the merry-go-round, if I turned and faced the center... It did not seem to have the effect of seeming like the world was going round and round, and I was getting sick in the process. The principle is the same when facing storms. Who or what is the center of your life? If it's your job, or your family, or your kids or financial security, then facing storms can seem like the world is spinning out of control. But if the center of your life is Jesus and you're aligning your life around the security of that perfect center, storms will not seem to toss you out of control. One of the saddest stories in the Bible is when Jesus encounters a rich young ruler who came to him with a question, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And you remember what Jesus said. He said, you know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not sin, or excuse me, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And the young man answered, teacher, all these things I've kept since my youth. And Jesus looking at him, and here's a key phrase, loved him and said to him, you lack one thing, go sell all you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Well, you know his response. That young man had a comfort zone that was centered around his financial resources. In essence, Jesus was saying to him, to move out of your comfort zone into the kind of life you're seeking, you will need to let go of your possessions because they have a hold on you. Because only then will you be able to follow me. But that young man would not leave his comfort zone. He would not focus, stop focusing on his financial security, and focus on Jesus. You see, until Jesus is number one in your life, until he's the central core of who you are and the one to whom you look for and all you hope for or decide to do, you will stay trapped in your spiritual comfort zone. So to move beyond your comfort zone, you will need to counter your fears with faith, focus on Jesus, and thirdly, risk failure. A jilted English bride from Reading, England named Joan Avery had lived in her garden in front of her home for 35 years after being abandoned by her fiancé at the altar. She had refused to go back into her home. Instead, she built herself a shelter from trees and twigs and brightly colored umbrellas in the front yard of her home and then furnished it out with Briefcases and car seats. Her house in southern England remained unchanged since the day the wedding should have taken place. She died at age 70 in a comfort zone designed to protect her from her own emotional pain and the risk of further pain. Let's take a quick review of Matthew's gospel. And how often Peter is mentioned there. He's mentioned in 24 different verses. And in 11 of those 24 verses, he's doing the wrong thing. Or he's saying the wrong thing. Or in some way, missing the mark. 11 out of 24. Here's a guy who seems to have about a 50% chance of doing the wrong thing in any given situation. And yet, it's also the same man to whom Jesus said, And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, referring to Peter's confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Knowing what he did about Peter, why did Jesus put this kind of confidence in him? I believe Jesus saw in Peter a man who could change. A man who could be shaped, a man who could grow. He saw in Peter a man who would make mistakes, but who could move beyond those mistakes. A man who would even take a risk if it meant he might make a mistake. Later, Peter discovered that walking on water was not the greatest thing he would ever do. He's mentioned several times in the New Testament after the Gospels, but as a different man. Not a perfect man, he still made some mistakes, but a more mature man. He had grown because of the impact Jesus had on his life and he was willing to risk it. In his book, He Still Moves Stones, Max Lucado writes, Jesus says the options are clear. On one side, there is the voice of safety. You can build a fire in the hearth, stay inside and stay warm and dry and safe. You can't be criticized for what you don't try, right? You can't fail if you don't take a chance, right? So don't try it. Take the safe route. Or you can hear the voice of the adventurer, God's adventure. Instead of building a fire in your hearth, build a fire in your heart. Follow God's impulses. Adopt the child, teach the class, change careers, run for office, make a difference. Sure, it isn't safe, but what is? You think staying inside of the cold is safe? Out of the cold is safe? Jesus disagrees. Whoever tries to keep his life will lose it. To move outside of our comfort zones, we will. begin to to hear the voice of God's adventure that calls us to risk failure, to move with him beyond those comfort zones and to grow in our faith and service. So then, is it possible that something or someone is holding you back in your comfort zone? Is money one of your comfort zones? Others would look at you and envy your position, but you're afraid you don't have enough for whatever comes. You could give to support God's work in the church right now in a way that might turn things around, but you hold on because you need so much to feel comfortable. Maybe one of your comfort zones is in the area of relationships. You're unwilling to reach out to new people in your life. Or perhaps one of your comfort zones is an unwillingness to use a talent or an ability to serve Christ. Jesus continually calls us out of our comfort zones, not because he wants to make us squirm, but because he knows there's a kind of growth that happens only, only when we move out of those comfort zones. Even at the risk of failure. Jesus is still looking for followers who are willing to take a risk, to get out of the boat, to move beyond their self made comfort and make God their comfort zone. He is saying, Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Come. So when God challenges you to change in ways that will require you to take a step of faith, and I believe He will one time or another. Take that step of faith outside your comfort zone. Take heart. Do not be afraid. Come. You may be challenged to step out and get involved in ways you've never been involved before in the church. Take heart. Do not be afraid. Come. You may need to stretch your faith in your praying, in your serving, in your giving. Take heart. Don't be afraid. Come. Counter your fears with faith. Focus your self and eyes and self on Jesus and take a risk. The potential for taking giant leaps of faith in your spiritual walk with Christ is not in the comfort zones of the boat. They are in the steps of faith you take with your focus on Jesus, even at the risk of failure. To again quote Steve Harvey, you've got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you ever want to do all God intends you, intends for you to do and to be for His glory. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, thank you for this challenge that Jesus gave to Peter. Challenge we can identify with because uh, we've all been in that boat at times, and we've all sometimes opted for comfort over risk. Help us, Lord, to see the possibilities to recognize your calling and to trust you in faith uh, to take that step. And pray, God, that we would uh, be alert to that and always know that Jesus walks with us. In his name we pray. Amen.